You're listening to Lead On with Greg and Mark, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. Join us this season as we engage in conversations on leading on through times of complexity. Now for your hosts, Greg and Mark. Hello, Gregory. Hello, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good today. How's that coffee tasting? That coffee, I, I had too much coffee. Greg had too much coffee. Everybody watch out. <laughs> was it from an automated coffee grinder? <laughs> it, it was from an automated, my favorite automated coffee Your favorite grinder. favorite automated coffee grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and have you won the lottery? May I ask? Can I? May uh, I be so bold to intrude so, in your life? So bold, like my coffee. Yes. Um, so uh, I won ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Would, all right. So I need to know: when you win ten dollars in the lottery, yeah, do you invest the ten dollars back into the lottery? You know, Greg Coons. That's what I do. I invest it back. You, you put it back. Yeah, all on black. Put it all on black. And then what happened to that ten dollars? Gone. It or, was. Uh, well, I don't know yet. You don't know. I, it's, so I won ten this morning. The, it gives me a credit, and then I just. You know, put in for so I got five more tickets. Okay, so let's talk about um, slot machines. Slot machines. I I'm I'm totally different with that. My wife and I are the same way. We go with a, a an amount in mind. Yeah. So and I, I'll sound cheap here because a lot of my friends are gamblers. Twenty bucks each. All right. That's for your whole trip to the casino. That's our whole thing. So uh, my wife will have twenty. I'll have twenty. And and then once we spend it, we walk away. Yeah. See, I like that. Here's my question about slot machines mm-hmm. because you can pay into each arm pull differently. That's right. You can have one credit, two credit, three credit. And obviously, the more credits you buy into each arm pool, the more likely it is that you have the ability to win based on whatever pattern comes up, right? That's exactly right. So are you the kind of guy that maxes out every arm pool, or are you just doing the the minimum? I, I randomize it. I'm a randomizer. I go a little bit. Uh, some I'll start with a little bit. I might up the ante a little bit. Get How do you know it, when so. to up the ante? Is it just your gut? Yeah, I go. it's all instinct. 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 Previous podcasts say that we shouldn't trust our guts. <laughs> we shouldn't trust our guts. It's probably why you're leaving with no money. <laughs> no money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So um, I was thinking about how you define as a leader your North Star. Do you know Ooh, what I'm asking? I do. I do. And is it the same North Star guiding you as a leader for every decision that you make? Or do different North Stars appear in the sky based on the decision you are making in the moment? So I, in my case, I have different North Stars. So tell me more. All right. So at work, you know, so, so much of what we do, we work in education. Go ahead. So my North Star is most of the time it's students. I want to know that at the end of the day, we're benefiting students. Students are benefiting in some way um, and that we're making the world a better place. I know it sounds hokey. But it's, we, we're, we do have that ability to, to make really good changes in, in, in students' lives. So that's one. But in my personal life, I may have a couple different North Stars. Now, obviously, my family is one of them. Sure. My friends, a whole nother one. You know, but I have, it, it, just, it just depends. And um, I don't know. It depends on the environment, whether I'm a, a, per, a personal, professional. So let's talk about, about work. Yes. Well, yeah, but... And, and, and I'm, I'm very similar, right? I think if yeah. you get the education, your North Star has to be the best interests of the students you serve. And I think there are corollaries to that, right? Like maybe points on the star. In order to serve those kids, you need to, have, you need to prioritize your staff too, right? The people that yes. are working with you to support the kids. That's right. And um, so, I mean, it really does build. But I, but I like that you put students at the center. And I mean, that doesn't surprise me based on your career in education, right? Yeah, as a former special ed director, 
you know, we, we may have the most heated um, discussions, I, sh- I should call them, with, you know, with the IEP team members. And anytime I, I would bring it back to, about the student, that would just f- fizzle away and it would focus on the student and we would usually work through things because that's why we were there. That was our, that was our North Star, was that particular student at that particular time. So how do you communicate as a leader your North Star to the people you're working with? I'd say through storytelling. All right, um, keep going. Okay. So, you know, I think about really cool experiences that have happened um, in my life. Um, one, of, one of them, we had a student when I worked in Tamaqua School District okay. who had a, a really bad stutter. Okay. Um, and it was, I, I actually witnessed this. The student was in the hallway uh, about to engage um, in a conversation with one of uh, his peers. Okay. And he was, his stutter was so delayed, the, stu- the other student walked away. Ugh. And I witnessed it, and my heart just was crushing for him. Of course. Um, so we had an IEP meeting, and we found that there's actually a device that we could purchase as a district that, that you could put in his ear, um, and it actually would create an echo. And that echo helped him with his stuttering. So it was, it was really a neat, you know, I, I think, we, you know, we have these opportunities. That, that's just one example. Another, the cochlear implant. If you just think about that. So my mother was a, a teacher of, of, deaf, of deaf and hard of hearing. So she grew up teaching American Sign Language. So then I become a supervisor, Luzerne Intermediate Unit at the time. And I find that there's this, it, there's this wonderful invention called the cochlear implant and that actually removes the disability. You know, and, and especially because they were starting so young with that. So that's a second example. Um, most recently, we had Charlie Lavalle on, all the adaptive equipment. We're, we're, we're benefiting hundreds, even thousands of kids across Pennsylvania with adaptive equipment. So all these things, they, they just, they, they really motivate me to do better in my job. I just think about, I always have those in the back of my mind. So relate those to your North Star. So relating those to my North Star is, I, I like knowing that I have influence. And, you know, we, we talk all the time, you hear in leadership, uh, and for our listeners, we hear so much about power. You know, you get into these number one positions and it's all about power. That's not why I got into this. No, I, I, I don't I, think that's not why, why either of us got that's, into this. That's, both of us are very similar that way. We, I, I hope. Of course, there are people that, we, that might disagree with our assessments right. of ourselves, and that's right. bias and all the things yeah. that we talked about in a previous yeah. podcast. But yeah. I, I would vouch for you that, that I don't believe that's what drives you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And um, I take that as a compliment. And it, I, it is a compliment. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think you, and you do have power, and I think you use it in, a, in an effective way to benefit other people. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I had to say to one of my uh, directors one time, they said, well, I, she, she actually looked at me. She said, I feel like I'm losing my power. And I said, I said, no. I said, you shouldn't be worried about your power. You should be worried about your influence. And I'll tell you, it's that, the, that what we can do in our positions and to leverage these different kinds of projects is amazing. We really have, uh, these are amazing jobs to be in educational leadership, um, especially this, this time, you know, at, at 2023 is a great time to be in education. Talk about the difference between power and influence. Okay. So power. And you mentioned that, right? You said you're not yeah. losing your power. Yes. Or don't think about in terms okay. of your power. You think about it in terms of your influence. I thought that was pretty articulate. What do you mean? So let's just, let's dissect power. Go ahead. Right. So there is, okay, so there's management. We always hear this, management versus leadership. Well, yeah, there's positional authority, hierarchical authority versus informal or interpersonal authority, right? Exactly. And I think some 
I think some individuals get into it for the power side because the organizational hierarchical the power, right? I am your right. boss. I am your boss. And it's that way they can say, I'm in charge yeah. and you need to listen to me. Whether they have earned your respect or not, right? That's exactly right. This is the point you're making? That's the point. So talk about influence, right? Because not all leaders and not all managers have influence, right? They might have power, but they don't have influence, right? That's right. So tell me more. Okay. So with influence, let's take a look. Like, let's take a look at one of the directors. So technology director. I look at my technology director, Mark. All right. And I talk to him um, about this opportunity about, uh, we have a, a new project that we launched statewide called the My Voice Project. All right. So it's allowing it's it's for t- we're we're trying to get applications out to a, a thousand students okay. to get the, these communication devices, and I talked to him, not uh, from from a standpoint of think about the impact that you can make as a behind the scenes guy to for all of these students to have a voice mm-hmm. to be able to go out to you know whether they go to a grocery store they go out to a fast food place um, and they can order for themselves that that to me. I mean, that's influence over many lives. Sure. You know, and, and quality of life for so many. I'm going back to your power versus uh, influence. Yeah. If you think of it as like a two by two matrix. So on one axis, you have high power, low power. On the other axis, you have high influence, low influence, or low influence, high influence, right? One of the quadrants is you're a person with low power, low influence. And then another of the four quadrants is you're a person who has high power and high influence. Then, of course, the other two are some combination of high and low for each. Yes. High power, low influence, high high influence, low power, whatever, right? You see what I'm saying? The four I by do. four? I or the, excuse me, the two by two? Yeah. I think I'd rather be a person with high influence than a person with high power, right? Wouldn't I you? 100% agree. If you had, I mean, if you had to pick. If I had to pick, I would rather the influence, the, that piece. And if it was, it was no power but very, very high influence, I'm there. That's me. Right, because the people with the power have the potential to be influenced by you, right? That's right. So, I mean, like, think about it when you were teaching, right? Go back to your days of teaching. Surely there was someone in your school or in the schools in which you worked that was not in a formal position of authority. They were not a principal. They were not an assistant principal, vice principal, whatever. They were not a supervisor. But they were a teacher, a peer, a colleague. I'm guessing you could probably think of someone who was high influence, even though they lacked the formal organizational granted deputized power, right? I sure can. I could picture the person right now. Right. So, I mean, I think of those as the people that, quote, lead from the middle. Yes. So what do you think those defining attributes are? For someone who doesn't have the seat, they're not the principal of the school, they're not the manager of the office, but there's something about them where people go to them for advice or how they go is how the decision goes. Mark, I would say it's the it factor. Yeah. It's the it factor. It's passion. Yeah. You can't you can't hide that kind of thing. You know, when people are truly passionate about what they do, it 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 resonates off of them. Um and it's attractive. It's attractive. Like and and I I know I've I've met a lot of people I'm like, "Wow, you are a born leader." Yeah. And the thing is there where what what better place to be than in the classroom? Of course. You know, so so I was really, you know, it was my privilege because I, at the time I was an itinerant special education teacher and I got to co-teach with a lot of, I learned so much from, from these individuals. Right. And you talk to those folks and you're like, gosh, do you have any intention of ever being an administrator? Which is like, you know, school, co- yeah. like, it's like a code for a principal or assistant principal. Yeah. And all this, absolutely not. I couldn't imagine. Right. Yeah. Cause I'd yeah. lose all my power. I lose all my, like they actually saw getting quote promoted hierarchically as a demotion. How about it? Isn't that, I mean, it's really interesting. 
Yeah. So, so I'm, I mean, do you have that experience? Can you think of those people leading from the middle? I, I could think of a, a numerous people. So in your role now as someone with organizational authority, right? Let's forget about your influence at this point, but let's just say that, you know, you're in the executive director seat. Of course you have organizational power. You're the CEO of That's your organization. Right. Yes. What kinds of, what do you look for when people um, are providing you with guidance in order to influence you? Because surely there are people trying to influence you all the time. And that might not be in a malicious, nefarious way. But nonetheless, people are trying to get you to make an investment here or make a decision that goes this way. It comes back to sincerity, honesty. I said passion before. Like you, you can't hide those kind of things. They, are, they need to be those genuine traits. Um, and you could tell. I mean, I think I'm a pretty good read. I think you're a good read on people. Um, and you know if, you're, if that staff member is sincere and they're going to deliver. Back right. to that fallacy thing about trusting <laughs> your gut. Trusting your gut. Right. We know yeah. that's not a good oh, thing to do. No, no. But I, but you, you get to know, here's my thing too. Go ahead. And, and you know me, and I, I, this is classic, but we, uh, we do a, every year when we have new leadership come on board, we do a, um, a survey. Go ahead. And based on that survey, you get to know their personality styles. Sure. So mine obviously has to do with getting to know the people like the personal side of things. Sure, you're an interpersonal person. I'm for an sure. interpersonal. You're so, an extrovert. So I'm that way. But yeah. our, our former business manager yeah. was very literal. Okay. She's like, just the facts. Got you know, it. Give me the facts. But it was good for me to know that. But uh, again, that's, that's something I'm drawn to. I, if I know more about the person from like their family, yeah. what, what they're interested in, what kind of music they listen to, all those kinds of things, it helps me to work with them. It, it makes... I, I, you're drawing I, connections. Uh, very strong connections. And, and I, I think that's what helps me to build trust because- And there are people that are like, I don't want to talk about my personal some, life Some people you. won't let, let, like, let their guard down. And, and that's not a criticism, right? They, right. For some people- Some people, that's their way. And, well, right. And just like they, they probably think it's weird that you're so open or that you're so inquisitive or that you're yeah. prying, right? Well, for many other reasons, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, it, it, I wanted your take on this because I was really thinking about that two by two, high power, low power, high yeah. influence, low influence. And I was thinking about the amazing people in our organizations that aren't literally supervisors. They're not administrators, right? And so on paper, on paper now, academically speaking, they have quote low power. And I'm putting that in quotes. Yes. But their influence is huge. It's huge. I mean, the impact that you use the word impact. Um, the, their ability to to make change, to make a to make a suggestion, to 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 change the way that something is done, that can have ripple effects throughout the entire organization, that not only impact that one kid that's there that they're serving, but thousands of kids. So you made you just made me think of something. So our yeah. listeners, okay, they're listening to this now. I really want them to understand that. The way that we, I know you perceive it this way, everyone is a leader. Of course. Of and, course. And, That's the point I'm trying to make. And I hear all the time, I'll hear, I'm just a janitor. I'm just an aide. I'm just a teacher. No, they are, they all have leadership qualities. And I know for our listeners, you know, you're sitting there, you're in your car or whatever, listening. Think about the things in your life where you exhibit these leadership skills. Of course. Everyone has them. Everyone has them. And the opposite is true, that just because you're the CEO deputized to be the, quote, leader with power doesn't mean you have any influence. People could just ignore you all day. They, yeah, absolutely. Or they could do the opposite, or they could be turned off by what you're saying because you have no credibility or, or, or influence. And so 
I mean, what a tragedy to put somebody in a position where they've been deputized to lead and their influence is so low that they're not able to affect change. That's I mean, right. it's, it's the opposite of what we're talking about, but it's destructive. It's completely destructive. And, it, and it, in the long range, it's, it's, I could be of a spiral, you know, a spiraling effect where it all towards negative. So how do you motivate folks that are caught in the middle like that? The folks that are leading from the middle, that are completely comfortable in the position that they're in, that have an aversion to this idea of moving into an administrative position because of perhaps the connotations that has. So you want those high-influence people. How do you put them in a position where they have high power, organizational so, power? So I, I think, first of all, I, I think while they're in that current position, recognition is so important. And sure. Mark and I talk about this all the time. Uh, we, we go back and forth about this. But there's... People uh, respond different to different kinds of recognition. Of course. We're going to talk about this in a future episode. We're going to talk about it in a future episode. But, Languages of appreciation, but, but some of the other stuff. I, yeah. I will pub- Whether you buy it or I, not, it's I an like, interesting concept. Yeah, but I believe in pu- public recognition, so I will do that. Some people don't like to be recognized some, publicly. I know. I understand. And, and it's a demotivator to be pulled in front of their peers. So I try to be you know, astute sure. with those kinds of things and, and you know, this is a nice teaser for the future episode. It's a little teaser because we are going to talk about recognition uh, in a future episode. But I've found in, in their current positions how important it is, a phone call. Mm-hmm. I love that. But, I do that. Okay. I do the phone calls yep. and I'll say, I heard, anytime I hear something, I try to be like in the moment, intentional, mm-hmm. intentional. I will call them. I'll walk to their classroom. I'll, I'll make sure I have that face-to-face contact and I'll say, I heard this about you. Awesome job. Yeah. Like I, you, this, this really made my day. I make sure to do that. Or I'll write a note. We talked about right, the importance yeah, of, about of writing notes and everything else. And some people don't resonate. That doesn't no. resonate. But right. No. So I think that's why you have to be varied. But that's, yes. yeah. yeah. But, but you I'm, talk specifically about promoting, correct? Like if you have somebody currently in a, a lower position and promoting them. Hierarchically lower, high, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Higher, and then promoting them up. Um, those, those is that what you want? You want to identify the oh, high potential, high influence oh, yeah. folks and then put them in a position that the organization has given power to, to make change. Yes. I mean, the worst thing you do is take a low influence person and put them in a position where they have power or organizational authority. That's the worst thing you can do. Of course. Right. So, so it's just sort of food for thought. I wonder if we should talk about that in another episode, this whole idea of identifying talent and motivating people to want to move into these leadership positions. Cause you know, we're obviously hiring folks all the time and you know, the, the, what we hear our colleagues say uh, nationally is that fewer and fewer people want to get into education administration. Yeah, fewer and fewer people want to be superintendents and principals. Yeah. And I think it's going to be incumbent upon us to be creating this new generation of leaders and identifying the folks that have the potential and have the influence and then giving them the opportunity to succeed in positions that the organization has deemed the ones that have the power. Right? Yes. Organizationally, again, I keep, I keep saying that because everybody has the ability to be a leader. That's right. That's right. Well, this has been an interesting conversation. You know, I, I always like picking your brain. And I always yeah. like I always like talking to you about what I'm thinking about and, and sort of diving deeper because I see so many parallels in sort of how we think and, and what we do. So I just, yeah. thanks, thanks for that. Oh, of course. And uh, something I thought about just quickly, I um, I teach at Bloomsburg University. So okay. I, um, I have, so I'm an adjunct. I've been about 20 years I've been doing that. Wow. And I love it in the exceptionalities department. And I've taught both undergrad and grad classes. Okay. Something you talked about there, it just it just made me think about. So, undergrad because of the pandemic, so I, I I had a class last night. I, sometimes I feel like I'm teaching high school students, and I think that was an impact of the last couple of years. Obviously, okay. when I teach, or you're just getting older, or I'm just getting older, or both, or losing. I mean that more seriously. Hair. Yeah, yeah, maybe. or maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe I mean, that's that's a good point. Undergrads were born in the 2000s. Yeah. 
I mean, wow. traditionally speaking, wow. if you follow the traditional path, obviously yes. anybody can be an undergrad, but you get my yep. point. Yep. And then I see the difference between, I don't like to compare, but masters. Once they have that experience, and I see this leadership, and many are going to be principals in or the late special, 20s, early special 30s. ed supervisors, and yeah. they are like lighting the world on fire. And I love that passion. And we talked a lot about it in this episode. Yeah. But I just sense it, you know, and, and just just to be able to bottle that. I mean, that's good stuff. You're identifying those high influence people. Oh, yes. And you're thinking to yourself, what high power position can I put them in to affect change? Yeah. And that's, that's what ultimately made, what you want, right? Someone exactly. who's going to impact the larger system. You got it. Greg, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Mark. Well, listeners, thank you for listening to Lead On with Greg and Mark. In the meantime, make it a great day and innovate PA. Mm-hmm.